Recording already. Yep. Cool. What up? What's up, fellas? What's Are we, should we on? kick it off like we normally do? So Dave can edit it. Yeah, I'll, I'll I will clip occasionally. Like my, I'm in the basement, so my Wi-Fi is like, you know, I get a little questionable, but we should be all right. It's recording, right? Yeah, it says it's yeah, recording. I got the warning. Yeah, yeah it told me. It said. No, 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 Dave can do that. No, we can send it to Dave. He'll he'll do it. Stupid fun. <laughs> all right. Race man, you'll be proud to. I'm well, sure you guys probably already caught up a thousand times, but we did. We went through everything. Chance, uh, chance, uh, that's great. So I'm coming in cold. I love it. We, we, we have a lot to still catch up on because it's like <clears throat> how many years? Twenty six years, dude. I mean, forever, man. Sophomore year, you were like, I, it was a funny thing. Like, like my recollection is like we barely knew each other when we were younger, right? And then uh, we had this like kind of band and we, we met you and you were like, Hey, I heard you guys have a band. Do you want a guitar player? Cause the plan originally was for Kevin to learn how to play guitar. That never happened. And it's always the lefties. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they had to do the Kirk Cobain and the restraint. And you were, you were like, yeah, you have a band. And we were like, yeah, we need a guitar player. And you rolled in and we're like, amazing. <laughs> amazing What's... and also unapologetically cool at the same oh, time but then sophomore year came around right around sophomore year and you were like yeah i gotta move to arizona you're like okay <laughs> legit we were recording uh we finished version one yeah recording at your dad's place yeah and then i literally remember you guys being like hey um we need you for the bass track on this song <laughs> and i could not do it so your dad had to fill in <laughs> Yes, uh, he did. I, I actually just for the first time ever uh, had my wife listen to it, which was hilarious. Uh, somehow I never did that. And uh, she was like, yeah, very positive review. She's like, it's very 90s. And I was like, yeah, it was the 90s. I... <laughs> Dude, it sounds exactly like Bleach from Nirvana. It sounds exactly like Bleach. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. uh, I totally agree. But it was... Uh, but it was wild, right? Like, all right, so you guys already caught up a bunch. So uh, you guys, you lead the dance and I'll, uh, you know, do my usual drive by well, shooting. Well, he here's the thing though. Um, the universe hasn't heard our catch up. So nobody knows anything. Mm -hmm. So you can still lead in how you would normally lead in. Oh, I definitely will. Believe me. So, dude, first of all, it's good to see you and talk to you, man. It's like, uh, we've been like, I aming and I, I feel like it was a, uh, there was a huge gap, right? In... You know, you moved away at a time when cell phones weren't a thing and, you know, everybody lost track of each other. But then when I started seeing on social media again, I was like, oh, man, I'm like race is like a lawyer now and is in like this niche practice and social media and, and things like that. Like, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, it was like it was it was so but it was so wild to see for me, at least it was wild to see a, such a familiar face and you know, we have similar hobbies, like, you know, lifting weights and cooking food. <laughs> not I. And, <laughs> right? No, Kevin does. Not Kevin. But it was like, it, it was just so, so neat to see. And obviously, like, you know, like, I think for all of us, like, the common thread was always music and guitars and stuff. So I, I see you, you bought a nice new axe recently, my friend. I've, you... um, I've tried to keep up with playing because it's a good source of stress relief for me yeah <clears throat> but um yeah I, I got as a birthday gift the uh, prs john mayer signature series and the thing is just amazing mm. tone because what i didn't like about the fender strats yeah. this model got right and so um it it's just amazing tone super playable neck um you know i always i'm a neck pickup guy than a bridge pickup guy so it just has all the elements and as am i yeah <laughs> we're still talking about guitars um yeah so, so no absolutely it's it's a amazing machine i have like six or seven now i was showing kevin i've got um, a six string ibanez bass that i mess around with i've got a music man stingray bass um 
ES335, you know, semi-hollow body. I've got Taylor Acoustic Electric, uh, nice. Smith Custom SE, um, uh, American-made Telecaster. And yeah. Love it. I, uh, I fell so, uh, on, uh, tragically in high school, I, I fell into the, uh, like, let me just play, let me just play like acoustic guitar for chicks. Never panned out for anything. Uh, and so I kind of like stopped playing electric guitar, which was wild. And I definitely stopped playing bass. Right. So that's, a, that's where I started and, uh, at a necessity, but I have a couple of cool acoustics. I got my Washburn from my dad that I got when I was younger. And then I, when he died, I, I, I have his, uh, he's got a beautiful, uh, there's a great term. I, I can't remember the name of the guitar. It's a beautiful guitar. Um, but I still have like first writer refusal to his, he's got, uh, uh, it's basically like the Kurt Cobain special, the, what do they call it? The, it's a strat, but it's also a Telecaster. It's the mix. Jaguar. The Jaguar. Yeah, he built. Well, he built it, so it's got like the strap. It's got the Telecaster neck and the strap body. So something like that, right? Some mishmash. And he built it himself, but it sounds amazing. He used to play Cliffs of Dover on it. Sick. Uh, but also his Gibson Les Paul, which is in you know dire need of a, a rehab and the whole nine, and they're hanging in the wall in my mom's house. And, uh, you know, I, I just said the other day to her, I was like, I think I want to start playing electric again. You know, my, my youngest daughter's kind of into it. So I was like, All right, I'm going to take those down to the, the shop, get them fixed up. You know, so it's, it, it's great. I haven't bought a guitar in a hundred years, but. Do, do you still have that honer? Huh? Do you have the honer? No, no. You know, it's, you know, it was we tough. Wrote, we wrote state to state on that song, which by the way, I showed Kevin. I have one of our original tape recordings. I have the I original. It. I have a couple, okay. but I, I don't even know. Or well, I think I give them to Kev. I don't even know if they work. But it's so funny. I so I was just listening to them with uh, my wife, and it it's hysterical because like there are songs like those, that recording is pretty good, I think. But there was one song that we recorded together that never saw the light of day it was on some demo simply playing yeah that was you i think you made the you made the riff for that and it was awesome and uh i remember it i have no idea where it is though yeah i remember we were jamming and we were jamming that song and i think you pretended yeah. you're like oh yeah now i'm moving to arizona I, right after that song we're like we just hit like we just had our song right there like we we finally became awesome and wait i wrote the melody to that one I think you I think you wrote the yeah I think you wrote the guitar it was it was, I mean it was a minor e minor something 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 like but it it was just like good and chunky and, and like like it was like I'd have to mess around but I I think I could still replicate it and I remember the chorus specifically and I more than anything it was like Kevin, yeah, it was, but it was like Kevin you know because Kevin always struggled with like comfort in his vocals. And that was the song that I remember we recorded it. I think like a very like it, probably on like literally that. Remember that shitty tape recorder I had? That's yes. what we would do our demo stuff on. Right. And it, it, it was the first time that I think he was like he was kind of came into himself. Right. And it sounded great. That's when and puberty I, was like just leaving. I think just the intersection of puberty and manhood. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, man. It's so it's so funny. It's so funny to listen to it now. It's great. This still sounds pretty cool. It's interesting because, um, you know, Kevin and I were talking over dinner, for those of you watching at my place here, and uh, we were just talking about all the people that kind of made high school what high school became. And it's interesting because I left at, at, at a really critical time. Like Kevin was telling me, how many percent, like I did the math, like 25% of our entering class didn't graduate, class mm -hmm. of 99. Yeah. Like, that's wild to me, man. Cause I don't think, so I went from, what was the class size? 130, you said one that graduated 130. Yeah. Didn't we have like yeah. start with like 180 and we graduated like 138 or something crazy like that? Yeah. We, we, our metrics were not good. <laughs> My graduating <laughs> class from Gilbert High School was like 650 or 700. Good Lord. I mean, I mean, it's, 
so so it, it, I went from 800 kids at Bethel High School to 2,800 like, in this high school. Yeah, it, it that's was like a community days. college. Yeah, and then I I um I was telling Kevin like you know I'm a brown guy, so for me life in Bethel is very different, right? And we joke because I moved from there to to really what is one of the whitest parts of Arizona, which is the town sure. called Gilbert. But when how I close to ASU are you? Fifteen minutes. Oh well, that's why. But 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 no. But here's the funny part: all we the moved... cracked out Catholic kids go to ASU. Yeah, well, yeah, well, there's there's more. There's the rich Arabs. There's 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 the whole. I kid you not. There was a Kuwaiti kid that pulled up one time in his. Um, 2005 Carrera GT, which was like his vacation car, like $600,000 at car at the time. But, but anyway, uh, my, my point was, um, to me, town of Gilbert was diverse. It was uh -huh. like, I'm like, dude, I'm here with the Mexicans. This is cool. I can blend in. I can wear my socks up high too and look just like them. And, and so that to me was like a nice reset button, you know, yeah. versus I don't, I don't think I knew who I was yet. I mean, we were young too, right? But dude, let me tell you something real quick. I'm going to interrupt you. You were so fucking cool. Like I say, I, I think like, uh, were we, Kev, were we talking to Elizabeth? Uh, was that, we were chatting with her and we were talking about you and the band. And I was like, Race was like the coolest, like just cool. And you're like your brother, you introduced to your brother and like also like so unbelievable. Like I didn't even know what cool was. Like we were, we were not cool. I was not cool for sure. And like, you were like, yeah, man, I play guitar and uh, I'm really good at it. And my, oh, by the way, my brother's like a savant, like he like fucking shreds. And we were like, whoa. Like all we knew about guitar was like my dad and whatever we were doing and like Dan Cosey. And uh, like, like when we met you, I, I just said to my wife, I was like, dude, race is like the coolest dude. He like showed up. We were in, I don't know, eighth grade, seventh grade. And you were like, he was like wearing cords and funny shirts and like funny button up shirts. And I was like, this is awesome. And now like now I'm 41, I think 42, maybe. 42. And now finally I wait, I, I wear funny shirts and I I'm like, Man, you were so ahead of the curve, dude. So it's like, <laughs> I, I never, I never felt like, I never felt like you were out of place. And I, I obviously that's like outside in, right? But I was like, I was like, he was so fucking cool. He was so so comfortable in whoever he was, right? At the time that like he rolled up to a couple of dorks that like had started a band haphazardly and was like, I play guitar. I'm gonna join your band. And we were like, yes. I play guitar. Let's do as that. Of, as, I play guitar as of three weeks ago. Let's lay some tracks. Yeah. But they were sick. They're yeah. sick. They're amazing. <laughs> or just for point of reference. So how old was I in as a freshman? Um, I learned, I first touched a guitar at 14 serendipitously because it was my brother's guitar. He got it for his 16th birthday. And I used to sneak and play it. And he didn't know. And I like broke his strings and like, <laughs> I, I claim ignorance, but um, I think so. I turned 14 in July between uh, eighth grade and ninth grade. So, if we started a band in ninth grade, I had only been playing guitar for a few months. So, yeah, I, I was <laughs> I was not a savant, but I definitely wanted to be. <laughs> I pretended to be. Well, I, I, you learn quick. I, you know, I think like uh, for us, it was like, it was uh no it was amazing like I, I, and again i think a lot of it was like confidence like you know you kind of came in you were like yeah i know i know i know how to do this and we were like sweet right and at that age we were like uh let's let's just make some songs right kev kev is a good writer kev still writes well i, I don't think know if you guys talk all we knew was like barcodes back then i, oh, I didn't, like oh, just oh, barcodes yeah. yeah we didn't learn any real chords it was just like no 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 we were just doing nirvana the nirvana special the drop d special but like you knew how to play lead yeah. right lead. like you, you like you rolled in and we're like i could solo <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true and and when we we did our um one of our songs we had a really mean solo i literally came up with that shit that day I literally figured out this technique and I was 
it was, it was the Metallica special, right? That's right. And it was hammer-ons yeah. and pull-offs. Yeah. And it was on the E string yeah. from the head to the neck. I believe that was, uh, what was the first song, Kev? Uh, State to State was the first one, right? Or was no, it no, no, no. Tint? Tint? Tint. Tint. Tint, Tint was I, when you ripped that crazy so Man, it sounded so that, good. Nee, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and, and it was it's, it was wild to hear it on the recording because I was like, dude, that's me. Your dad yeah. is a brilliant sound engineer. I'm just like, wow, with the reverb and the echo and the yeah. clean and the compression. It was just like, Whoa. yeah. Um, oh, it was great. My dad definitely knew how to put some English on the uh, recording. I always say when we do the podcast or whenever Kevin and I record songs, I'm like, tell David to put some echo on it because my voice sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's 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 surreal to see Kevin because he walked in, he, I can't believe you guys are like hanging out. <laughs> it's, it's really it's wild because awesome. I'm watching him at my door. I'm like, dude, it's Kevin McCluskey from ninth grade standing outside my door. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and yeah, same wardrobe. I, well, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure I guessed that he was going to wear a Led Zeppelin shirt to my house and. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And definitely mesh shorts. Pretty always, close. Always mesh yeah. short. That's like I his had, uniform. I had to tuck in my shirt today for a conference. I was very uncomfortable the whole day. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't I, like. I got to get back into my real work. Yeah, that's right. Those there. So I love it. I, I just had dinner with your lovely wife. I met your kids, and I met your younger and your middle one first, and then your oldest son walked in, and it was like looking at rice. The last no time way. I saw him, it was amazing. Oh man, it was amazing. Wait, but, so you have three kids? Three boys. Yep. Yep. Jesus, man. Based on your social media presence, I thought you lived alone yeah, <laughs> in the I'm, hills of Arizona. <laughs> I'm, I'm very protective of the family. No, I know. Dude. It's just Listen, I what in, I do. I work in cybersecurity, so I, I'm like, I'm very like diligent about that stuff. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a crazy world. Um, yeah. it, it used to it used to be the um, the 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 prince from Uganda or where where was the what was the country where oh Nigeria Nigeria Nigerian the Nigerian prince, prince who suddenly oh, yeah. was bequeathed you know millions of dollars just give me your bank account I can wire you now it's so much more sophisticated all you need to do yeah all you need ah, to do QR yeah. codes yeah it's all urgency anytime listen in most people's lives urgency is not much of a thing like that's what I always tell people when I'm training people about shit I go look. If you get an email or a text and it sounds bizarrely, or unless someone's like, your mom is dead, stop, drop and roll. <laughs> like, think about it, right? That's what he learned Don't in play. cyber security, security school. Stop, drop and roll. Put the fires That's out. It. It's all, it, it's history repeating itself, right? No, no, it's crazy. That's awesome, man. That's great. So three kids, man. So you and Kev uh, share a common theme. I have two girls and they're old. They're older. I, I had kids early. What's old? 17 and 13? Dude, that's not, I have a 17 and 13. Oh, you do? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. All, right, old, all right. 17, 13, and seven. So everybody else we have on the show is like, I have a four year old. And we're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. You, we started around the same time, I think. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. Not just yeah. me. Nope. Nope. Yeah. You um, have no gray hair. I, you know, I, I might have a couple here and there. I don't want to hear it. Um, not on camera. Not on camera, you don't. I yeah. have goop in my hair too to lessen the blow, but but it works great. for you guys. You guys look sophisticated, and, and you know you almost look like you should be on a Doctor Squatch commercial. You in particular, <laughs> Rich. You know, uh, like yeah. a pine tar, a nice pine tar Doctor Squatch. You know, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take anything. We both of us. We say it all the time. Whatever. You know, <laughs> any press is good to press. Put me in a soap commercial. I'm in. <laughs> so, I love it. Rice, we again, we had some great conversations uh, a couple minutes ago. But what take, was for dinner? Yeah, take me back. Oh my gosh, some white made amazing meal, amazing Indian food. Yeah, oh, Delicious. I love it. God. Oh yeah, so good, so good. I am um, incredibly jealous. I had Trader Joe's <laughs> uh, bagged something tonight because I was I wasn't I wasn't cooking, so I I do all the cooking. And I, you know, I I see, I know race. I told Kevin, I go race is a Rad cook. I see it on Instagram stuff he makes. It's amazing. Let's see, see the here's the just before Kevin segues into what we were talking about. Yeah. I don't cook any of that shit, bro. That's my wife. <laughs> you just put it on a plate I and Instagram put, it? Yeah. I mean, look, 
I like Man. food. It's like this. Right. If you take pictures of nice cars. Yeah, if you take pictures of nice cars, do you own those cars? That's my argument. True. That's true. my argument. I'm sticking to it. What what did you buy, by the way, real quick? Because I'm I'm a little bit of a car guy still. You got a you did a 911 turbo? So uh, I am in the market for a good 911 turbo, um, but my friend has now, I think, convinced me successfully to get a Taycan, um, the electric Porsche, all electric Porsche. Oh. Um, yeah, because I can use the carpool lane. Like it took Kevin an hour to get here, but usually it would only yeah. take 30 minutes. And my office is about equidistant from where, like basically me oh, going okay. to where Kevin came from just now. And I don't want to be in the stuck in traffic, so... Uh, yeah, okay. but my still all-time favorite car is still the BMW M3 V8, naturally aspirated. Dude, I uh, I know. I'm a, Kevin's like, shut up. We're done with this conversation. You and I can have a side conversation. You, you guys can take this offline. Take this offline. Fair enough. Fair enough. You hear that beards? Your beards yelling the mic. That's the that's the noise. This is why it's that's still weird. black. It's because of that car. So we talked about growing up in Bethel, and we talked a little bit about you moving and how the difference it was, but. Talk, uh, talk to us about like your stories and who do you remember and like what was it like being in Bethel? You know, Bethel was wild, man. I uh, so you know, kindergarten through ninth grade, quite a trajectory, but I have some really bad memories and like bad experiences and traumas from growing yeah. up in Bethel, you know, and like we were talking about it's ironic, right? Kevin's in diversity. And I'm like, why don't you yeah. do some commentary about Bethel's diversity? You know, that'll be one sentence uh, with maybe a semicolon in the middle. But, <laughs> um, you know, like I vividly remember first grade when this kid, his name was George. I can't remember his last name, but George was a weirdo. And George said to me, he's like, you're black. Like just label, right? Like if I don't look like him, I'm automatically black. Like, it's just So first grade, second grade, third grade, and I'm like struggling. I had like this identity crisis, right? Where I'm just surrounded by people who are not like me. And the teachers, Bethel, Connecticut, didn't do anything to, you know, job. Kevin's got the most secure job if he just sticks around in, in Bethel, Connecticut. Diversity, like he, Kevin, how much you make? Two, three million a year? I mean, doing what you do, like- That's exactly. The highest paid exactly. guy. <laughs> so anyway but my point is i had ups and downs and i think part of what allowing you know moving to arizona allowed me to do was like hit the reset button and kind of uh full start on who i am and who i can be and um you know bethel was was a rough ride man i think where i really started to come out of my shell i think was right when i left ironically right when we started to hang out and get to know each other I think that's when I uh, vacated the premises and, and became a new, uh, you know, West Coast guy. Uh, but I think, you know, Bethel being small, it had, you know, the good people had, had a good mix of everything. Kevin, you getting feedback from me? All right. So you're talking about the wonderful diversity of uh, Bethel, Connecticut? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it kind of really threw me for a loop just um, going through from, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. And I think it was getting to ninth grade where there's a larger pool of people, larger 800 people. Um, <laughs> and then kind of just learning who I am and the kind of people I like to hang around with, i.e. you guys. And then, you know, Hey, we're done with this. Let's blow this candle out and light another one. But, you know, I, I have a mixed bag of feelings. Like I definitely enjoyed, my friends, the seasons, but there's almost like this dark side to Bethel, Connecticut that I still remember. And it's almost like reading tales from the crypt. When I go back and think through some of the things that I kind of went through, I mean, like getting made fun of every day on the bus in elementary school, you know, junior high mm -hmm. school, getting picked on, you know, uh, throwing yourselves at girls and getting rejected. That, that was probably less to do with Brown than just how weird I was. I don't know. But um, never ends, my friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Kevin has a better story than I on that. But uh, yeah, so I, I think, you know, Bethel was a trip, man. You know, I 
distinctly remember many of your guests, you know, who were great people. Like we were just talking, dropping names. And I'm like, you know, it's so funny how things come full circle because I really believe um, you put out good energy in the universe and it kind of comes back to you and really becomes who you are. I mean, whatever you practice, that's what ultimately ends up becoming around you. You know, you're surrounded yeah. by what you are, I guess. is. Um, so I have fond memories, but I also have dark ones. You know, it's kind of sure. like that. Is that George Dude. Frashione? <laughs> George Frashione. No, it wasn't George Frashione, but I uh, remember George. George used yeah. to blink a lot, right? Yes. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was um, just going to say that. I'm glad you said it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he blanked. He he blinked. He blinked. He blinked. He blinked. George Costanza. <laughs> Who is this George? <laughs> and and Kevin, I said I said something to Kevin, and he almost um, choked on his food. But Kevin had this weird obsession with Amy Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco. Yeah, Do you remember yes, this? Of yeah. course. And of course, uh, I I I might have shared the obsession. Probably less. Like I said, like uh uh like when I came into the fold, like I. Uh like Kevin adopted me as a friend. Like I, I, I came into Johnson school, specifically Mr. Curtis's class. Mr. And Curtis. I, I didn't really have any friends. Like I had I had like a friend that lived on my road, you know, whatever. He was younger than me. We hung out. But I was kind of a dork. And uh I'm still a dork, but I met up with Kevin and Phil and some other dudes and we played Foursquare and then we immediately got into a fight. And I think we became friends like waiting for the principal to yell at us. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about you right. You know, and the rest um, is history. But that was, that was a long but for nothing. Sorry, I know I I was checking your text. <laughs> I just laughed at you. Trying to win the bottle. No, <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, I was. I was like, maybe I'll just pee in this water bottle down here. It didn't work. <laughs> um, what other crazy memories of uh, Kevin? I have. I, I distinct. I, I think Kevin's wife will appreciate this, but I have a distinct memory of Kevin just throwing himself at Suzanne left and right, and her just being all like, the time. Just leave me alone, dude. That's the story of his marriage now. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere she made a wrong turn. And uh, mine too. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so interesting how things come full circle. And we were talking, I don't know if, how specific we should talk about names, but. Um, yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're the guy. It's I mean, a gray area, right? I, I mean, Podcasts. look, I, I've, I've become, that's, that's a great point. Um, I've become a, a different person as well. I think just experiencing life, my profession has made me a different person. It kind of, I think all of our professions inform us on life. And sure. I stopped giving a shit about a lot of stuff, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think that's when my life improved dramatically is just, I stopped giving two shits about certain things. And one of those things were, you know, the, the jackasses that existed in our lives and still do um, to some degree, but you just got to call it like it is. And you know, so yeah. Kevin and I were reminiscing about people that before I could even get a name out, Kevin's like, yep, I know who you're talking about. Let me <laughs> guess. And, um, and, you know, so there's people out there that I hope they crash into the back of a sulfuric acid truck, you know, and yeah. in an accident and yeah. enjoy the rest of their lives. But you don't manner. think about it. You don't think about it I don't regularly. Think about but, it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, like, I don't yeah, think, yeah. like, it's not something I wake up with, but I'm just like, you know, for the stuff that you did and the type mm -hmm. of person you were, life will catch up to you. And I, it sounds like it has. Sure. Um, for those people and there's some people who genuinely um, like did 180s and I actually there was there was a couple guys in our class where I literally wrote a guy on Facebook 15 years ago and I'm like hey dude you know what I was kind of a dick to you like we were all to each other and I'm sorry mm -hmm. and he was like dude I didn't expect you to say that and um, like this is amazing and I'm like you know I just I felt like releasing that energy. It was more for him than for, you know, more for me than for him. Sure. But uh, that's just how I roll, man. I, I can't be any different. That's just, I felt the need to do it and say it and um, clear the air. So I, I wish the best for all those people who were the Bethel douchebags. Um, yeah. 
know. Yeah, man. And who, what was no. his name that you messaged on Facebook? Uh, you you, you want to know his name? I better. <laughs> yeah, I do. So Sean, first, first. Sean Milburn. Oh, Milburn. I already know. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I, you know, I said some messed up shit to that guy, but a few of us did. It wasn't like me versus everyone him. did. Yeah. It was because Lance Lance had the inside scoop on the Dallas. That's exactly. That's dude. You remember that? Like, of course, we we tormented <laughs> that guy for a long time over that stuff. I know, and um, I know, and you know, I get it. Seventh, eighth grade, but like, I was always a background actor, like a uh, total wuss, right? Like, I would never say it, but I'd be like, oh, that's funny because Lance said it. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing, and I don't know what he's up to, but he's um, like got, got a couple kids, lives in Florida, seems to be doing all right, you know. Oh, Sean, no, Lance. No, Lance. Lance. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sean, no, uh, no, no. He loves the Mets. God rest him. Dolphins, but... Dolphins make him cry. Uh, yeah, not he. I don't think he chose good sports team. Neither did you, though. You know, Raiders. But... <laughs> i feel like there was a good portion of of bethel that like just ended up on meth or something i i don't know um you know it's it's wild though like i i would say i don't think it got i don't know if it got maybe it did but i don't know if it got that far like uh we were always kind of like like an in-between town like i think like uh like the heavy drugs hit like the richer towns like lower fifth county uh we were always kind of in the middle i feel like we're, we're still we we were and always will be a, like a weed town it's like yeah people get high yeah i think a few people got uh nipped by the drug bug a few of them i don't know if it was yeah. or ecstasy and all that stuff um i was always too scared to try i don't know much stuff. about drugs yeah exactly i'm like the worst guy to, like we gotta call paul if we're gonna talk drugs but <laughs> paul mccartney paul mccartney no, Manny. <laughs> I know. Paul well, McCartney. Oh, <laughs> God. Obviously, you guys, are, you've been briefed, but... I think Paul McCartney yeah, gets in more trouble. You say his name. <laughs> yeah, man. Wait, so speaking of careers, man, so when did you decide you were going to become an attorney? Was that like a thing? Was that what you wanted to do? It, it was... Uh, I was telling Kevin this, too. I, it was 100, 100% serendipitous. Um, it was not, you know, precipitated by a dream or a desire. I mean, how was that? How was that serendipitous? That's a lot of school. No, I'll tell. T- well, the decision to go. The, <laughs> that's true. The decision no, to to go and like enroll. Like I was, um, you know, so I went to ASU, uh, undergrad, business school. I wanted to go to Thunderbird MBA, and I'm like, I like academia. Uh, I like business, but I always wanted to own something and do my own thing. Yeah. You know, and. Um, so I, I thought, I'm like, you know, the difference between business school and law school is when you leave law school, you get certified to do something and be something specific. MBA school, you could, you can uh, run a franchise, you can apply, you can sell insurance. Like there's you no, you could do nothing. You could yeah. do nothing. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to apply to law school. I'm just going to take the LSAT. I bought the book, a couple books studied like for a couple months. And I, um, you know, at the time. Uh, my oldest was three months old when I got into law school. And so wow. I'm like, I'm going to ASU. I'm not going to move out of town and get into a bunch of debt. So that's kind of how it happened. And then, you know, I did a bunch of things during law school and I, I concluded that I didn't want to work for anybody else. And I wanted to start my own firm. So we rolled out in the armpit of the legal market, 2009, when banks are failing and all that yeah. stuff's happening. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to represent entrepreneurs. Every single person um, told me not to like every single senior person I spoke to mentors or whatever, like, you know, Rice, you can always do that. You should go work for somebody, you know, do bankruptcy for a little while. It's okay. I'm like, screw that. I didn't go to a bunch of money, stay up and ruin my life for three years to then go yeah. work for somebody and not like what I'm doing. So I took a chance and I love it. Yeah, man. I, I printed my business card the day I got licensed, um, was shaking hands, and R.M. Warner Law is Ray's Muhammad and some other guy. Yeah, Dan Warner, my partner Dan, who's an amazing. Okay. He, you want to hear something crazy? He is from Stamford, Connecticut. No way! I didn't even know it. He went to school in Michigan. Uh, we had a third partner, our firm, you know, rebranded, and I learned that he's from Stanford. Just wow, 
crazy coincidence. Uh, but yeah, man. So I just landed and then, you know, so the internet cool. law and e-commerce was not really a thing in 2009. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to kind of make it a thing. And uh, there's, that's no looking back, dude. Uh, it's kind I of it. evolved. It's amazing. Yeah. It's uh, I learned more from your Instagram posts than like anything else. Like it's, it's, it's fascinating. Like I, I, I work in a similar world, right? Like, and I think we all do, right? Like I work in a digital, I work for Royal Caribbean, right? And do cybersecurity for a cruise company. And, and, uh, but e-commerce and, and that whole world, you know, around, and, you know, Kevin, I have a podcast, right? Like, like we, we think often like in our, in our, in our brains, we're like, someday this will pick up and maybe we'll, maybe we'll make money on it. But for now we just do, it, we do it for us. Cause we like to talk to our friends. I made about eighteen dollars so far, so it's, it's bucks, coming yeah, in. No, coming we're in. killing it, killing it, crushing it. But that's, that's more than the majority of people who have a podcast have made. Actually, we have three thousand. Uh, we just hit three thousand uh, spins. You know, like uh, hey, we're trying. But anyways, the point is, like, it's like you're so right. Like, just just going for it and just saying, like, like I I love the fact that like you're in a world where like it's it's interesting to me because I work in that world, but I think like, like the areas that you cover it again, it's a gray area. Right. And I think a lot of people are like, it's, it's the wild west. It's lawless. We can do what we want, but you're like, mm, it's not, you yeah. know, it's, which is super it's, cool. It's really interesting because every day I do um, consultations with people who are super successful or maybe at the early stage of success mm-hmm. and the are they like on things, a, like influencer type? Yeah, um, all, all of the above in terms of yeah, yeah. people working Social. online, right? So, software as a service companies, mm-hmm. um, marketing agencies, influencers, so cool. retail brands, you know, selling widgets online. Right. And, you know, I've got clients that are guys just coming out of college all the way to, you know, nine figure exits and fun stuff like that. But it's so funny because the common theme is that the internet is still the wild, wild west. And yes. there's no real rules of engagement. Um, and people get smacked and get smacked up. And um, everyone's a tough guy until they get punched in the mouth, right? Like Mike Tyson says. Uh-huh. So uh, that's the internet. And it it's funny because the crossover into cybersecurity, it's the exact same thing. It's not yeah. a problem until it's now a problem. Hundred percent. And when it's a problem, it's a gigantic problem. It's a massive, costly, expensive problem. Yeah. Right. And your rep, like I do a lot of online defamation. So somebody says something on a podcast about Paul Mannion or Tyler Delaney, and it's false, and they lose Oops. their job because of it or something, you know. And it's that doesn't count here because it's all true. But <laughs> um, you know, truth is always a defense. Um, but you know, are you or are you not a piece of shit? Yeah. Well, piece of shit. The funny thing is, piece of shit is pure opinion. So you could never get sued for calling somebody a piece of shit, a bitch, asshole. You go down the list of of you know vulgarities. No one could ever sue you for that. That's the wonderful thing. Um, Noted. Yes. So (laughs) use those expletives the best you can, but don't say factual things. Meaning, don't say things that are present statements of fact that are not true. So the test Mm. is if it's capable of being proven or disproven. Then, if you said something that's capable of being proven, now you need to make sure it was truthful. Okay, if something objectively can Fair be enough. proved or not proved, then it you need to fall into the category of truth. Otherwise, it's opinion, and you're safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a quick and dirty. Um, okay, but yeah, man, I, 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 the kinds of things I see every day, everything from you know OnlyFans creators having leaks and getting extorted to wow. On the other side, competitors who are publishing false advertisements that everyone thinks are neutral reviews, but then you learn they're actually being paid by and sponsored by a competitor. And it's crazy as hell, man, because if you were not a lawyer doing what I do, you wouldn't even think of it. You see an ad on Instagram or something, you're like, oh, this product's... What's something you either one of you guys have purchased in the last month? Give me a product. Uh, dog pee pills to stop ruining my lawn led zeppelin shirt from target okay <laughs> um both terrible analogies for me to use but i'll run with the doggy biscuits <laughs> okay with the, the doggy 
So let's say there's the PetSmart brand. Yes. And then there, give me a brand. Give me another brand. Uh, I just saw one today. It popped up because I buy dog pee pills. Uh, it was like Nature's Dog or something. Okay, so right? Nature's Dog, PetSmart. Okay, PetSmart's the inner yeah. gorilla. Nature's Dog or whatever the hell. So yeah, you're, let's say you're shopping, and you find a video. You click it, go to YouTube, mm -hmm. and it's Nature's Dog product, and but the the video is innocuous there's no dis, there's no brand discernment meaning there's you can't tell that it's a third you can't tell that it's being created by nature's dog what you see is sure. this guy his name's kevin kevin's like hey i had to buy these pills to make my dog stop pissing in my lawn and i tried all three of these products and the best product is nature's dog and here's why pet smart terrible product doesn't even use real uh, nutrients. It's all synthetic and lab made. And there's Walmart brand, which is basically dog shit. So nature's dog is the best product, you know, and, and we did a side-by-side -side study and it's, it's the most uh, beneficial product. Okay. And Rick, Rick, you know, Rich is like, this Kevin guy looks very convincing. Um, I'm going to buy, click on Kevin's link and buy nature's dog in the background. PetSmart's kind of angry. PetSmart's like, that guy said we use synthetic. We use real material. Like this is 100% organic. That's false, okay? And we're mad about the fact that this video has 100,000 views. Clearly people are yeah. watching it. And I'm reading the comments on YouTube and people are dogging PetSmart now. Clearly it's working. So we're going to do something about it. So they file a lawsuit and they subpoena and they discover that the YouTube channel owner is actually some guy named John Doe who is being paid big bucks by nature's dog to trash mm. the brand, other brands. And objectively, Rich, you would never have known. You would never have known. There's no disclosure. There's no sponsored right. by. So this thing that we see, we see it for cars. We see it for products. We see it for clothes. We see it for yeah. everything, for real estate. The sort of fake neutral third-party review that convinces you to make a purchase decision. Um, it's a big business. Yeah. You know, if you can get a million views in two to three weeks on a, on a product comparison video, why wouldn't you do that? It hardly costs anything nowadays. Yeah. Um, but the problem is you didn't disclose it and it's full of false information, but consumers don't know and they make a purchase decision. That's, I, I live in that world a lot lately. I think in the last year, I've had a number of cases where you, when you dissect it, it's, it's very, very nefarious conduct um, aimed at confusing consumers and misleading them into buying. Sure. Now, what if I were to say Rich's hair looks like an expensive dessert? Um, I would agree and then tell you that it's a statement of opinion and uh, Rich, sorry, man, you couldn't do anything about it. But what dessert were you thinking? Because I'm now curious. Yeah. It's just like a like a like frosting on the side. You got the you get, it's like a zero on the side. Well, I have, well, I have no hair on it's the like side. It's like a cupcake. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, like a little cupcake with like the there's something we just kind of ate. I like the you got a you got a little haircut too there, Tits, didn't you? Me? Just looks like it. Thing. No, Kevin, maybe you've had the, the most consistent hair of the three of us, I think. hundred percent. I've changed 100%. my hairstyle here and there, and now it's even a little longer. I'm over. Yours is uh, how long is your hair, Grace? Do you have a, a ponytail back there? No, it's not that long. It's it's, you know, I've combed it all back, but it's you know you can see it's it's that Looks long. Amazing. Thank you. Um, I love it. I, I usually cut my hair every eight weeks, and I think I'm now twelve weeks in. And the beard just grows. I trim it at home, you know, here and yeah. there. Yeah, but. Yeah, yours grows uh, much better than mine. Mine mine gets about here, and then and then like this stops, and all the undergrowth comes out, and then I have to go get it trimmed. Oh, that's interesting growth pattern. You know what though? Uh, secret to you, you have a good beard grain though. I I think Kevin does I too. Do. Um, yeah, and and we all have decent chins. I think like the move lately has been guys that have like really awful chins are like, I'll grow a beard. And then I'll pick up chicks. But for us, we're like, I, I have a chin. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, you know? it's 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 true. And and 
but you can brush and add like good products and make it look yeah. amazing. You know? Yeah. No, I've got the, I had the little horsehair thing and all night. My wife hated it. I first started growing my beard out like two years ago. Um, you use that horse stuff, that horse tail on your beard? Oh, it's like a little brush. Yeah. Oh, the brush, not the like shampoo? No. I thought you were talking about like a horse tail shampoo or something. No, no, no. There's a special shampoo for it too, but mine's gnarly, man. My, my beard's coarse as shit. The rest of my, I, I'm so hairy. You should, you should use, um, you should use Moroccan argan oil. Oh, I have that. But don't use like the stuff that has a bunch of synthetic stuff in it. Look at the ingredient and it should say, well, Moroccan oil buys it for her hair. It's, I was going to say this, uh, I thought race moving to Arizona broke up our band, but these conversations would have broke up our band. Hey, we're coming full circle here, guys. Come on. We, we're, we're, we're into personal grooming, you know? That's one of my least favorite things to talk about <laughs> next to cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, 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 we digress quite a bit. You guys. Um, it's the story have, of our lives. Well, that, that's true. We all digress. ADD. Um, like Ke- Kevin was, was telling me just all about kind of his experience with staying in Bethel you know, and watching everybody. Cause, cause I was asking Kevin, I'm like, Kevin, so who's left Bethel? Like what's, he's like, eh, nobody. <laughs> Unless yeah. they died and went to heaven, they stayed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. For I, the most uh, part. I, I classify myself in a, like a, a subcategory, I guess I'd say, where I married somebody not from Bethel. So my wife's from Philly. God rest my soul. Uh, so I have to put up the Eagles and the Phillies and all that shit. Um, but she's an out-of-towner, and we're here. We're here. We're here till uh, the kids graduate, and then uh, we're going to figure out what we're going to do. Uh, but same thing, man. I, You know, I, I like Bethel. Like, it's the same. I don't know. I was always such a wuss. Like, uh, uh, if you listen to earlier podcasts, I think with our friend Shane from Immaculate, I broke down – how I went to college, but kind of didn't go to college. <laughs> I got into a college and then I went and I was like, this stinks. And uh, I came home after like three weeks and uh, it was a disaster. And then I went to West Gun. But I, uh, I think, you know, it was like unpreparedness, right? Like I just wasn't prepared to go to, co- I had a job. I was already making money. I was like, this is stupid. I'd rather, to your point before, right? Like I was already making money, you know? And I was like, yeah. I can ride this out, not do the college thing, whatever. It's but, interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's interesting because um, Kevin and I were talking about, you know, if you if you're in the bubble, you tend to stay in the bubble, mm-hmm. and you don't have an incentive to to leave, or or you don't create an incentive for to leave. And for me, it was a forced departure. Sure. Um, but in many respects, it was one of the greatest things that happened because it was yeah. from one coast to the next, and then I got to see you know, how people do things out here in the wild west and compare that to like Metro Phoenix to Metro LA. And I go to LA all the time, Southern California. And it's, it's a different vibe. San Diego is different than LA, right? Orange County is different than, than the Bay area. And so it's, if, if, if you don't have the ability or the desire to get out of that circle that you stay in, then you don't know. It's a very uncomfortable, weird thing to like. Of course. Yeah. You, you went to school. Where was it to Rhode Island? Where did you go? Like upstate Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, maybe I didn't know if Kevin was literally being sarcastic, but he's like, you, you didn't even know what bus to take to get to class or something. And you, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> like, I knew nothing. Like I just hadn't, I just didn't, I didn't commit college to my brain. Yeah. And, uh, for better or for worse, who but knows? Do you think it was because you had an easy exit, which was I'm turning around and going back home? Or do you think it was just like you really were uncomfortable being where you were? I was pretty uncomfortable. I didn't love, I I, I did not love the college thing. I, I wasn't into it. I didn't like, like I'm, I mean, I, I like to have a good time, party guy, whatever. But not, I was not like, I want to go to college and I want to fucking do cake stands every weekend. I. I can do that at home, <laughs> yeah. right? 
And so I wasn't, I wasn't that into it. And also it was like, I was, I had already like landed a job where I was doing pretty well. And I was like, I think I should ride this out. Yep. Which again, had I stuck it out and suffered through college, like my, my theory on myself is like my, I've got so many things going on in my brain, like, like my ADD shit and whatever, like I would have graduated college, but it would have been for not like I would have graduated exactly the same way I came in and been like, well, I still know exactly what I knew before, except that now I have textbooks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then but I, I watch movies for four years and I got a piece of paper that, that well, that's what I'm saying. But I was going used to, like, to get me jobs. Now they don't really care anymore. Exactly. And now, and but now I'm in like, you know, I'm like Kramer. Like I, you know, fell ass backwards into some, the hot space, right? Man, cybersecurity is hot as shit. And now, and now I know everything about generative AI. And now I'm a superhero at my company, right? Generative AI, AI is wild, man. The, it's the wild, dude. For- yeah. Dude, just wait, man. That's going to be your next, that'll be your next freaking shtick. Like it's already happening, like deep fakes. Um, yeah. It, yeah it's you can create you can do anything you can create people you can make them do things they're going to kevin mccluskey you know in a metaverse right now who is not married to suzanne um and is sending rich tibbets messages right pretending to be kevin mccluskey sexual messages yes that's right definitely (laughs) (laughs) um but it's, that's it's, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. It's 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 the new. This is the new frontier. And it, you know, it's it's super hot. But it's also like you know, again, in my world, it's it's very risky. But it's also like you can't ignore the fact that people. It it is a productivity ninja. Like you can you can train that model to do shit that. We've never a lot of a lot of times people who don't know enough about the technology are like, well, it's just like Google. I'm like, no, 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 it's like Google, but with a brain. <laughs> you know, like a human brain. Let me like ask a you really guys smart human brain. I, I've got I've got a question. I'm gonna start with Kevin. Kevin, if you could say one thing about Bethel that you absolutely adore. And one thing that you about Bethel that you absolutely hate. I'm super curious if it would be the same as mine. What would you what would you say? The only reason I am in Bethel, Connecticut is my lovely wife. That's the one thing I adore. Okay. That's really it. That's a good connection. So um, one thing, okay, so you answered both questions. The one thing you hate is Bethel, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, not I, I I I uh I hate the weather, man. I hate I hate the hot summers, I hate the cold winters. I love autumn. Uh, not a big spring fan. It's my birthday, but I hate the cold, man. I hate, hate, hate. The I don't cold. know how you stayed. Given- I want to live in California. I want to live somewhere where it's nice, where it's 70, 75 degrees every day, and there's water. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like Bethel. I, I, I like Bethel. We, we, I, I take that back. We, it's a great place to raise a family. The schools are really great. Rich is there. I get to see him every week doing this. Um, good friends, good family. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff there. I, I didn't like growing up. I want to get out of it immediately. Um, but I did. I tried. I was in LA for a few years. Suzanne kind of sucked me back there. And uh, again, it's a good place to raise a family. It's fun. Uh, it, it's home. It is home. Uh, but I would love to live on the beach. Like the guy from I Love You Man, the Jason Siegel's character. I want to live oh, in yeah. his, his little house on the beach All with the, the dog and Suzanne. Right here. And your kids, I guess. Yeah, kids can be there too. Rich, same same question for you. Yeah, same thing, right? So for me, it was like, uh, I think it was harder. Uh, you know, when I got out of high school, I didn't have that great urge to leave. Um. I don't know why I just didn't have it. Um, but over time I, you know, I got married young and I had kids young and my wife is from out of town and, and she was like, we should move. And I was like, no, I like Connecticut for no real good reason. And now as you get older, you know, irrespective of like, you know, 
political stuff or whatever. Like living in Connecticut is like kind of hard. <laughs> it's yeah. painfully expensive. Uh, it's not, you know, to your point before race, it's like, like if you want to go to a place where you experience all of the like categorically bad experiences, like Connecticut's a great place to run the gamut. And, and so we're, we're like, we're at the point now where we're like, like our kids, listen, I, I have two girls. My oldest daughter is great. She's super smart. My youngest daughter is, uh, is gay and, uh, you know, it's different. Like that's a different world for us. Like whatever we're going through it and that's fine. But it's, it's almost like, like for us, we, we now have no real additional connection to staying here. Mm -hmm. Like we bought a house. We did really great on it. We bought it for cheap right after the crash 2009. It's worth a fortune now, but that'll never last. You know how that goes, right? But for us, we're like, hey, listen, let's pay off the house. The kids go to college. If Tibby, our younger one, stays with us forever, who cares? Like, we'll we'll get an RV and tour the country. We'll do whatever we want. I work remote, right? Like, I, I fly to Florida every month to talk to cruise people. But otherwise, I'm remote, and I intend to keep it that way as long as I can, unless our podcast somehow makes us millionaires, which hopefully it does. Could happen. <laughs> you know, you never know. Um but at the end of the day, it's like, I think the older you get, for me at least, like the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, the more I'm comfortable with like, like no matter where you are, like, like set yourself up to be in a position where like, I love my hometown. I love the people, right? But I don't have to be here all the time, you know? You know, like I, it's not that I love the town. I love the people I know. Yeah, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Does that make sense? Makes hundred percent sense. Yeah, I, I short story long, classic rich, right? But it's that's that's the thing is like if people are if people I know are still here, then it's 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 great to be here. But when that starts to evaporate and people leave, people move on, it gets harder. And I remember that when like because Kev went to all all of, all of my good friends went to California right after uh, high school. They all went out there. And I stayed and I was like, wow, this stinks. I have no friends. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny as life progresses, more and more people are like, I'm going to move to California. And then during COVID, they all moved to Phoenix. That's basically what happened. So yeah. population boom, yeah. uh, real estate boom, traffic jams, starting to be a mini LA. We're still way better than LA, but it's starting to get. Uh -huh. But listen, we can, we've got no earthquakes. Summers are brutal. That keeps the tourists out. The rest of the year is uh, golden. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, Rice, you are, we got about three minutes left on my free Zoom account. <laughs> uh, but you toured, you've, you've done well for yourself, man. This is awesome. And your I appreciate it, brother. Great. Wife's amazing. Amazing. You told me you draw, you drew, draw, whatever the hell the word is, those pictures in the back. Yeah. Okay. Behind me here, um, this is charcoal on canvas. Cool. So, uh, I did that one first. That's about 50 hours of uh, work. So it's four, four by three charcoal on canvas. That one is still not done yet, but um, you know, meaning is in the eye of the beholder, but I intend to have a portfolio, you know, art, creative stuff. I mean, you guys play music. Like we did that. Um, creativity is one of those things where you can become one with yourself because you're sitting sure. still and you're doing something that's artistic and you're not, it's very hard to play music or do art and be thinking about the stress of tomorrow's meeting or mm -hmm. deadline. You're in the zone. And that's what I love. And I miss it because I haven't done a lot since then, but yes, I, I did those. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And this, and this place was a creative outlet to me too. I gave Kevin the tour and told him about the, the demo. Dude, it looks fucking rad. Yeah. Thanks. Looks amazing. Thank you. We'll, we'll do another yeah. one of these and I'll give a full video tour um like cribs labor of love <laughs> cribs yeah <laughs> they're spinoff of the cribs spinoff why we are friends crib version. No, 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 we're no, up no, in the no, mountains no. which is cool um yeah, Kevin, I don't know yeah. If like to drive up here but can some people drive or uber uh i don't uber anymore i lift so i i lifted here oh because you hate them yeah yeah no, i do all right no, Fair enough. Uh, fantastic. So I got, I did digitize the tunes that we made. 
Um, red cuts off in the middle for some reason, but it's all digitized. Right for like Dan, two seconds. Yeah, Dan Randy digitized it for us. So on this episode, hopefully everything works out. Um, we like it. We'll play no the tune. Way. We're gonna add the tunes right yeah. to the podcast, and we're gonna try to get TJ in studio with us, and then we'll zoom you in and. I don't know, play a song or something, maybe we'll see if it works out. Oh, I would love to play a song. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. That would be amazing. Although it would be hard with the delay to get that's what people for sure. For sure. For sure. Yep. Yeah. We'll we'll do I mean, it. We'll pretend. We'll just have you playing guitar over it. We'll pipe pipe in music somewhere else. Exactly. Do it. Yeah. I love dude, it, dude. It was awesome. Awesome being Man, so good to see you. Uh both. I mean, Kev, always good to see you, even though you're in a different state, but Ray's good to see you, man. So, so cool. I know. This is great. This is really good. And I hope, uh, listen, I hope, I hope we can continue chit chatting about social and all this shit and whatever, like we're, you know, whatever, like I know you're trying to build a studio and I, I, I remember you, you did a couple of test episodes of like, you know, or test sessions where you're doing some podcast stuff, man. Like it sounds great. Obviously you're, super well-spoken and uh i I encourage you to keep it up dude Uh, kevin and i are you know we're we're out here being clowns but listen people listen and people like it and uh it's all good dude let's do it again let's do it again let's do it again yeah i love it thank you gents all right guys love you guys bye see y'all love you guys bye rich